Welcome to the Power Kid Podcast, the premier and longest running podcast focused on the modern toy and entertainment industry. Power Kid is an award-winning design and development firm, and we are a proud member of the Adventure Media and Events Podcast Network family. Adventure Media is the publisher of your favorite industry publications, including the Toy Book, the Toy Insider, and the Pop Insider. I am your host, Phil Albritton, and I bring you great conversations with talented people making amazing products for kids. Toys, books, games, TV, movies, I bring them to you here every episode. Welcome aboard. Hello, 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 Power Kids, and welcome to another Power Kid podcast. Guys, every week, it is my pleasure and honor to come here to share these conversations with you with great people making great things for kids. My guest today has it all, education, toy line, franchise opportunities. Dr. Mary Mason is on the line. Let me introduce you to Mary. She founded the Little Medical School out of a love of family medicine and education. In 1998, she wrote her first lesson plan and enlisted her fellow residents to teach local teenagers. This passion for encouraging careers in healthcare culminated in the creation of toys, games, and curriculum for kids ages 1 through 14, Little Medical School. Mary Mason, welcome to the show. Oh, happy to be here. So good to talk to you. I'm so encouraged by what you are doing, what you've done over the last 20 years. And I always start with the question that takes us back in time. How did you come to be involved in the toy industry? You know, it was actually something that was um, an offhand comment a parent made to me because I had been doing online mini medical or I had been doing in-person little medical schools for for several years. And some parents said to me, where's the kit to take home? I want to send this to Idaho where you don't do these. And I kind of sat there and I said, wow. I said, we have the perfect laboratory, the perfect focus group to figure out what do kids like, what makes them excited, and then put it in a box. And that's how the toy line happened. Where is the kit to take home? How can I support this in my house uh, as a parent? I just think that's great. What was your first product that you launched when you when you sat down and thought this is the product that can best support what I'm doing, best support the education of, of healthcare in children? What was that first product or first few products? Well, it was the mini medical school in a box. And, you know, I always laugh now because I look at the size of the box and I and I look at how we designed it because we tried to make it look like a doctor's bag. And then I realized there was no window so the kids could see what was in there. And I realized how important it was of what was on the outside of the box. So it had all the contents in there, but we just didn't, we were learning so much about presentation. And so, um, but that was the first one. And it's one that um, we've actually kind of tweaked it now um, because we know how important that stethoscope, that working stethoscope is for kids to have in the box. Yes, that is such a uh, an iconic part of a doctor kit to plug this in your ears. Uh, it, a lot of times it's the child's first memory of a doctor visit. That's the first equipment often that they see is that stethoscope and, and that being used, that, that cold metal, you know, touching their back. <gasps> <laughs> so it's just a, a critical component to, to your kit. 
Well, and you know, it's so funny because when I started this, it was so much about workforce development and inspiring kids to see how great careers are in healthcare. And it's not only about being a doctor, it's a nurse, a pharmacist, an EMT, a veterinarian, a dental tech. I mean, we we really want kids to see the whole gamut. But what I also realized is that especially for kids who have chronic diseases or have to go to a doctor's office um, a lot because of their medical conditions, having their own white coat, having their own stethoscope, knowing how it works, it almost becomes like that cape, that superhero cape that really protects them when they go in yeah. and they're in, they're empowered and they can, it, it makes that doctor patient relationship. It takes it to a new level. And so that's another part of this that we're realizing is that we're also creating um, an experience for kids where they're going to be better patients. And that's going to go on throughout their life. And we're teaching them life skills as well. Because honestly, um, you know, we're doing our wilderness um, medicine kit right now. And uh, that was one that was featured at the at the New York Toy Show in the press conference for Hot Trends. And one of the things I found out is a lot of kids had never didn't didn't even know what a manual um, compass was, you know, they looked at it in the focus groups. And they're like, well, I have one of these on my phone. It's like, no, no, no. You know, so, <laughs> so it's really kind of taking kids back to that old fashioned before technology experience. And I think that is so critical. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I've, I'm going to bring that up later in the show because I love that wilderness medical kit. I think that is so critical. And you, and you have segmented your medical kits into different segments, nursing and veterinarian. And we want to cover all of those. What did you play with as a child that steered you in the direction that you went with your career into the medical industry? And what products do you hope will do the same for your customers? Well, so much of this is creating my um, recreating my childhood experiences. My mother was a pediatrician. Uh, She uh, was one of four women in her class in the 1950s. And she loved being a doctor. And, you know, and it took her a while to get there, too, because her father, you know, had told her, you know, when she was, you know, in college, when she wanted to go into medicine, he said, that's not an appropriate career for women. You should be a teacher or you should be, you know, go into another career. But she's like, I want to be a doctor. And so she really took that inspiration and that love for medicine. And even in the early 70s, when I was a little kid, you know, still there were not a lot of women going to medical school. And she put, she would bring things home from her office. And I had a little black bag. I had a little stethoscope. I had a reflex hammer. I had a little eye chart in my playroom. And, and, you know, it was funny because I didn't realize until I got older how early those uh, or how important those early experiences were because it wasn't about, you know, you have to be a doctor. It was more about you can be anything you want to be. And and that's really what I tried to capture. I'll tell you, I, I also had a little stethoscope that I loved. But the other thing that I think was so important about some of those toys that I had, the ones that I liked the best, they were real and they worked. And and so, you know, I didn't like my plastic stethoscope. I wanted the real one. And so that's really what we have tried, not only in our live classes, but in the kits to put in things that are real. 
making it achievable in the eyes of the child. I just think that is so important for these aspirational uh, fantasy play uh, patterns that, that we see making that achievable, allowing the child to see themselves as a doctor, a nurse someday. Um, so, so important. Why was it important to you? So not only do you have a product line, you've also started a franchise. Mm-hmm. It, why was it important for you to start a franchise, to train others to do this, to expand that way um, beyond just the toy product line? Everything kind of happens sometimes, I think, by being in the right place at the right time. And I honestly, you know, after um, I was, uh, um, I started doing the classes back in 98, 99, when I was a chief resident in internal medicine um, at Washington University in St. Louis. And I was recruiting my fellow residents and medical students to come teach. And I, it was something I just loved to do. I thought it was so fun. And I, I spent the next 10 years basically, you know, I would go in if someone called me and said, hey, can you come into my kid's classroom and do doctor for the day? Or can you come and do some, you know, fun two, three hour programs? So I was just writing and just having a lot of fun, but really focusing on role play and giving a kid a little white coat. And really, you know, I would use nursing stethoscopes because they were, um, they were really good quality, but they weren't as expensive as some of the real doctor stethoscopes and they worked really well. So, I, I was just doing that. And one day I was just sitting down with um, um, a, a CEO of one of the big doctor's organizations um, that had about 250 physicians. And he was looking at this and he's like, I've never seen anything like this. He's like, this is fantastic. He's like, I would love to partner with you. So we put a little power behind it and start calling schools in St. Louis. And all of a sudden, we had 45 schools that wanted our after-school program. And I was like, of course. Oh, good. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I mean, I've been running two or three out of my basement. So I'm quickly, you know, I um, recruited some people and we figured out I, I actually have an MBA as well that I got, um, you know, uh, before I finished my residency. And so I started thinking supply chain, oh, my goodness, and start trying to get everything together. And uh it was um, it was an adventure, and so we did that for about four or five years, where we really perfected the supplies, um, making sure that we could run multiple programs at the same time. But then I start getting calls from all around the country, and what I, what it was was that kids were coming to St. Louis to visit relatives over the summer. Um, and or they're for vacation and they would come to our summer camps that were running at some of the local universities. And then they're like, well, we want this too. And, and, you know, and I started to realize that there's so many people out there that are passionate about education, um, especially there's a lot of healthcare providers. I mean, we have uh, franchisees that are doctors, nurses, but we also have people who are IT and small business. And we do have a lot of educators because they want to teach, but they want to also be able to do it on their own schedule and their own terms. And this really provides that opportunity to spread the inspiration in an easy way. That's right. Well, and and looping in schools uh, to organize field trips and those Mm -hmm. after school programs, that really has helped you to expand and to um, and to be present where the children are and to get that attention. How important has it been that you have worked with schools to increase the exposure for Little Medical School? Well, I mean, schools are the 
core of our business because we want to be there whenever the kid is not in school. So after school programs are something that I still look at them as kind of a cottage industry because every school is a little different. Um, some schools don't even have after school, you know, structured after school programs where other schools have very robust programs. We also do before school. We do um, when you have a teacher's institute or a teacher's reading day, parents still have to work and they need their kids to go somewhere. So we really try to slip in any time school's not in session. Same with summer camps. Um, we also also do a lot of special programs with Girl Scouts and formerly Boy Scouts. We do library programs. We do one of my favorite is intergenerational programs where you would go, we go into assisted livings and you can have a grandparent and um, a grandchild coming together. And a lot of times we use our toys for those type of special programs as the basis of what we're doing. And that way the kid gets to play with the toy and we take them through a little curriculum with their grandparent and then they get to take it home. So it's the gift of time, but also the gift of a toy. Oh, that's so that's so good. That is so good. And you will find that those grandparents will enjoy interacting with those toys and those products, uh, sometimes just as much as the kids. You know, absolutely. And, and so I think what they really appreciate is a way for them to interact with these younger relatives. And, and really the um, inspiration for me for the, um, the intergenerational classes was my, my aunt Celie. She was in a assisted living and my little daughter, Margaret would come in to visit her and they had, there was nothing for them to do together. And so I would bring some of our early toys in and let um, them play with them together. And I was watching this interaction and, and it's like, wow, this is such a great way to connect these, you know, a four-year-old with a 92-year-old. And so that's, right. that's really what we were trying, I'm really trying to capture with these intergenerational programs. And it really ends up becoming the gift of time, but also they get to take the kit home with them, which I think is so cool. And you've segmented your product line and your curriculum uh, into different categories. So there's a doctor school, nursing, veterinarian, pharmacy, sports medicine, pediatrics, wilderness medicine, nutrition, and dental. So all of these different aspects of the healthcare industry. Tell me about developing those, making sure that you had the right curriculum in each of those sets and what kind of products are you associating with those? Because there's something here for everybody. There really is. And and we still have more. We have a huge list on our wall at our office of all the different places we want to go and, and different um, uh, disciplines we want to address. But I think one of the biggest surprises for me was how little information and educational material is out there around healthcare careers, especially in grade school. And even when you get into high school, a lot of times what happens is those programs are much more geared toward the um, the exceptional student who wants to go into to be a physician. It's, there's just hmm. not a lot out there. So years ago when I started this, um, we I basically brought together a group of healthcare professionals from all different sorts of careers. And then I brought educators in from, you know, preschool, grade school, middle school, high school. And we came up with this very unique 
template that we still use to this day. And in that, and then we start creating things from scratch. And everything we do is really something that we have created um, because we're taking that medical knowledge, but we're putting it in a way where the kid is immersed in an experience where they're doing what real healthcare professionals do. And, and I, I'll take the example of even of the sports medicine kit, John, Tommy John surgery was something that I really want, felt like the kids would um understand and be interested in because we have a lot of baseball fans out there and their favorite baseball players are getting Tommy John surgery. And so I'd call my orthopedic friends. It's like, well, how did you learn to do this, you know, Tommy John surgery? And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I, um, we had this really great manufacturing company right down the street from our corporate office that we've partnered with for years that I will call them and I say, I have an idea and this is what I need. So for example, in that case, and you see this in our kit, we have this really cool lacing board. And you can see the elbow on there and the kids are are doing, you know, they're able to put on their gloves and, and they're able to do the Tommy John surgery using our lacing board. And, and we actually even won a national award with this manufacturing company because of all the innovation and all these um, great products. And the other thing too that I think is so important is everything we develop, it's safety, safety, safety. Because right. we got to, we have have to make sure that the products are age appropriate and we have those um, safety certificates. Um, and I will say one of the most amazing mentors that we have had in this journey um, has been Maxine Clark, um, founder of Build-A-Bear. And uh, she's a St. Louisan as well. And uh, years ago when we were just about to um, start our whole new line of supplies, she sat down with us for a whole day. And that was one thing she drilled into me. And she, to this day, has just been an, uh, an amazing supportive um, advisor for us. Amazing. So important to have those relationships that can prompt you on, can make introductions uh, to important people that, that you're going to use down the line. Another thing about segmenting the product is you can start with a child that is just interested in sports or just interested in outdoor things or just interested in pets. And this can be a gateway or a bridge to get them also involved in the medical aspect mm -hmm. of that. So if they love the outdoors, well, you need to stay safe. You need, here's your medical uh, wilderness kit mm -hmm. uh, to stay safe outdoors. I love pets here. Here's how to be a real veterinarian and learn all about that. So I love that you're tapping into a child's core interests and it can be a, a way to expose them to the healthcare side of that. It is. And, and, and it's really funny because sometimes um, the kids are shocked when you tell them you're learning about science and they kind of step right. back and they're like, well, I thought I was just, you know, listening to a heartbeat or I was, um, you know, doing a, an, you know, wrapping a sprained ankle. So it, it's a, it's a kind of in certain ways, it's a little bit of a sneaky way to get them um, interested in science, but um, it, it does want, what we have seen is once the kids start using our kits or going to, you know, our live classes, they come back, they want more. And in the other th great surprise in all of this is that I think our products are very gender neutral. And, you know, I always was kind of curious because even with our pedi little pediatrician 
kit. You know, it's this really cute little baby that they're learning to do, you know, about diaper rash and learning to do a head to toe exam and, you know, really being that role play of that pediatrician. And I thought, oh, you know, that's going to be something only girls want to do. Not true at all. The boys love it as well. So, so there's been, like I said, as we've been continuing to build out just a lot of great surprises about how universally appealing our products are. Yeah. Nurturing for all ages, all genders uh, across the board. Absolutely. Uh, Forbes has called Little Medical School the ultimate STEM business. And that, that is quite a compliment. Yes. Why do you why do you think that's true? Um, I'm just I'm so honored by that because, um, you know, I. I think what has happened is that, and you really have to go back to why has STEM been such a focus to begin with? And really STEM was about making sure that kids were being inspired to study science so they would have very good, productive careers down the road that was contributing to society. But what I think that we do, and in addition to that, by exposing kids to all these amazing, you know, careers in healthcare where they can be successful and make positive contributions and become those future healthcare heroes, we're also teaching them about their health. And we're teaching them how to be a good patient. And one of the things that I am adamant about when we teach and when we develop curriculum, we frame this in a way that if you're going to be a physician or a nurse or a pharmacist, you need to be a good role model for your patients. So that means you need to eat right. That means you need to exercise. That means you need to go to your own doctor's visits and listen to what your doctor says. (laughs) But it's really important. I mean, the funny thing is we actually do, for example, um, a great game with vaccinations where we teach kids why, why they get their vaccinations for the flu each year. And it's so funny because the feedback we get from parents is like, wow, this is the first year Johnny didn't argue with me about getting Mm. a flu shot. But I think that goes back to why um, Forbes called us that, because it's not it's really bringing together health and wealth. And and that really is so important, because if you don't take care of yourself and you're not healthy, it's an obstacle to get to the next level. And so it really is bringing together just so many critical um, skills and experiences for kids. Yeah. Well, it's giving them the tools to process what's happening at the doctor's office and familiarizing them with those tools, with the processes and, and really, and you said it, those healthcare heroes. Now we are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic Healthcare heroes is the most appropriate phrase uh, right now for the people on the front lines of this. Are you seeing an uptick in interest in little medical school because of how we are looking up to our healthcare workers today? Absolutely. And I am so thrilled because there's been so much focus on engineering and robotics and coding. And I those are wonderful disciplines. But it's great to see the the light shown on healthcare and how 
exciting and um, challenging yet rewarding these careers can be and what a difference they can make. And, and that is, um, it's, it's really great to see. And, you know, one of the things we're doing right now um, to do our part is um, I've been offering free classes that I've been teaching myself with my nine-year-old daughter, Margaret, on an activity hero. And we've been doing those um, live on Thursday um, for the last several weeks. And we've been doing little public health school. We wrote the curriculum just for this, focusing on different types of careers um, in healthcare and how they are contributing to the public health crisis. So for example, last week we did phlebotomist and we talked about um, blood donation and why it's important to donate blood and why you need blood in a crisis like this. And then we actually even made the kids design um, a poster and uh, they are actually, um, we're going to set up their own mock blood drive at home you know, and kind of talking about the importance and we showed them some science behind it. So, you know, I think that these, you know, this is a great time, you know, to really highlight how important all these careers are and what piece, you know, they play in the puzzle. That is so good. Uh, now, there may be listeners out there that are interested in learning more about franchising. Uh, and I, I'll ask, how do you set up a new franchise? Uh, what does the franchisee need to consider? Uh, what kind of support do you give them? What what kind of business does that look like once it's up and running? Well, I like I said, uh, when I franchised in 2015, um, I did it because I had so many people reaching out to me across the country and the world, quite honestly, um, asking for a little medical school and wanting the curriculum. And so what I did is I set this up in a way that it was um, a mobile business. So it's easy. Uh, it's, it's lower barriers to entry. Um, we all, I also wanted to make sure that the team could provide any potential franchisee the small business support they were going to need and really take everything we had learned since 1999 and be able to translate it to them so they could have a running start. And we've learned, it, it seems like it's simple, to run live classes, there's a lot to it. And, um, <laughs> sure. So, um, so we really wanted to capture that and be able to transfer that to new franchisees. What we're looking for are people who are passionate. They're passionate about education. They're passionate about making a positive impact in their community, and and really working with these kids to give them um, exposure to things they haven't been exposed to. And you don't have to be a healthcare professional to be a franchise owner. However, I have, you know, I do have quite a few physicians and nurses and pharmacists, but we also have um, people who have been in IT or have been in, um, you know, consultants. I have one engineer who, you know, one, wanted to do a um, retire from engineering and, and do this as the next step in their career. So we get people from all walks of life and they some of them are very successful business people. Some this is their first venture into small business. So um, and there's a lot of openings around the country. So we're very excited about this. Um, our, our franchisees, we give them a guaranteed number of schools. However, they also have, for those zip codes they get, they can do 
any programs within those zip codes that are live, which would include, as I said, the libraries, the community centers, hospitals, anywhere in that community. We also do birthday parties as well, which can be very fun. Fantastic. Well, how can people reach out to you, Mary, connect with you, find out more about Little Medical School, purchase product and get involved? Our website is littlemedicalschool.com. We have tons of information on there, not only for people who want to have a class within their community for where we already are established, um, also for anyone interested in a new franchise, um, lots of information. And we also have our shop there where you can purchase our product. Wonderful. Mary, I just I'm so thankful that there are people out there like you that are putting these programs together. You are raising up the next generation of healthcare workers. And it's absolutely important, absolutely critical. So thank you. This well, is amazing. Thank you. And just, you know, one other note, we do have a 5013C arm as well, where we take the profits and put it into our foundation so we can give scholarships and toys. Um, to children everywhere because I, I don't want to have to tell kids no. I think that we have to get this program out to as many kids as possible. Mary, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on and uh, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, thank you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Wonderful. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Power Kid Podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe so that you never miss an episode and leave a good review on iTunes. This helps us find more great listeners just like you. Remember also to check out the other shows that are a part of the Adventure Media and Events Podcast Network family. This show is brought to you by the Power Kid Design and Development Team. We are a full-service design and development studio serving the toy and game industry for over 20 years. Our partners, large and small, rely on us for invention, concept development, packaging, branding, prototyping, and much more. You can find me on my LinkedIn page, check out the website at PowerKidDesign.com, or email me directly, phil at PowerKidDesign.com. I am always happy to connect and help you develop your next great product. It's been an honor to spend this time with you today. Now go out and make something great. And remember, you are creative because you were created. God bless, and I'll see you next episode.